The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Welcome to Straight Talk, Clear Decisions with Rick Saylor and co-host Eric Hamburg. As an investor, you should know what you're buying and what you're really holding. We'll demystify investing and lay it all out for you in easy-to-understand terms. Now, here's Rick and Eric. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Well, I'm Rick. And I'm Eric. And we are your Transparent Wealth Management hosts. Welcome to our show. And a happy Froggy Friday to you, my friend. Happy Froggy Friday to you. It's Friday. We had a great week so far. We love these Fridays. You get to talk to the folks here. We get to reflect back on our week. We get to kind of talk about what's been and maybe what we see coming. Yeah, we get to express our opinions in a... uh in a format that, you know, the rest of the, the country, the rest of the, the listeners, you know, listen to us and they get on, they track us, they follow us. So, you know, hopefully what we say is useful. And, you know, we come down here in the radio studio and this hour we love every Friday. Well, we hope day. we hope that you're that you're taking advantage of all the things that we want to give you as listeners. I mean, there's so many so much there. Just so much that you can take advantage of. You know, our website, uh, www.straighttalkcleardecisions.com, there's an archive of articles and videos from our past shows by topics. So if you got a topic you feel that we're touching on today, but you want some more in-depth information on, you can go on there. There's free white papers. Uh, there's just a, it's like an education center. Yep. You know, we want people to be enlightened, Eric, so they can make better decisions about their wealth. That's right. And that's why we also bring on guests, um, you know, periodically onto our show, whether I believe our last guest was, uh, what, the CEO of a, the uh, Hospice of Hamilton. Yes. We've had Jordan Goodman, who runs his own show, actually, on Voice of America. He's been on the show. Yeah, so, we love it. We were, uh, we're looking for you to come back, Jordan. I know you invited us to go to that symposium down in North Carolina and uh, just didn't hit our calendar, so I apologize for that. But uh, we will put that on the calendar. We're, we're going to do the, the, the remote virtual. one this year. Next year, we'll go there live. That's right. So yeah, get on, make sure you check us out, ask ask around, you know, you can get on our e-newsletter we send out once a week from our website, you know, we're on Facebook, Rick Saylor Financial is our Facebook page, get on there, we give a lot of timely information, a lot of updates, um, we're also on Twitter, at Rick Tirement, and that's R-I-K-T-I-R-E-M-E-N-T. Isn't that clever, one of our marketing people came up with that. And instead of retire, it's Rick Tirement. Guess there's a lot of other things it could be, but yeah, that's, we went, that's better we went than the alternatives, it. right? We went we with went, it. We took the best of the choices. Yeah, so we're we're all over social media, and we like to have fun with it. So get out there, check us out. You know, don't be shy. Ask for any of the, any of our free offers that we we tell you about. Ask for them; they're absolutely free. And hey, if you find the show helpful, share us with us. Share us with a friend, with mm-hmm. a loved one. You know, if you don't like somebody, don't tell them. That's right. You know, but if you do, and it, again, you find it helpful. You know, it's insightful. It's helping you make better decisions about your wealth, about how to grow, how to keep, how to use it over your lifetime, and then pass it on to your loved ones. That's what we live for. That's our passion, Eric. You and I talk about this on a regular basis, how that 
the listeners, there is nothing any more satisfying I can think of in my mind than when we see people hit that point and watch that smile come across their face. Mm-hmm. When we've done analysis, we've, we've shown them how that they can, in fact, you know, live comfortably, you know, and retire. And live they the they, life they have attained of. financial independence. Now, again, those aren't guarantees, but we're using all the tools that monitor that on an ongoing basis. And like a mariner on a boat, if you the farther out you see that, the easier it is to make adjustments. The, the, the longer you wait, then it's a little more critical. Yep. So again, we'd love to see you early. We'd love to see you often on our, our social media sites. Ask for the free stuff. I mean, we did a whole summer series on a financial plan, and that's an $11,000 program or something that it costs us. Yep. And we charge $500 normally to do that for somebody, and we gave it away. We're still giving it away. Yep. If you go on, but you've got to do the work. You've got to get the uh, the lists and, and, and fill-ins, and you got to do that, and then we'll coach you through it. And we obviously want to be part of the solution if we can be. We'd mm-hmm. love to help. But again, we just want to see a... a Financial independence uh, level rise. We also see financial intelligence because they don't teach this in schools. That's correct. You know, we did you see it in college? I saw not financial intelligence, but, you know, I'm a finance double major, but finance was one of them. So I took, you know, finance courses. But a lot of people who don't take finance, whether they take accounting or whether they take um, journalism or whether it's, you know, engineering or becoming a doctor or a pharmacist, they don't have to go through those classes. And in reality, it's not that they don't know about it, but unless you're doing it every day, unless you really think about it, you're not taught it in grade school. Very seldom, I think I had one course in high school where I was taught you know, how to balance a checkbook. Um, other than that, it's not taught. Unless your parents teach you, you kind of just go by the wayside and you hope all or, those transactions are working. Or you're reading on your own now, even with that. You know, I love that commercial... And I can't remember who it is, but it's in the financial industry where they're walking along and they're up there in the morning drinking their, their coffee. And so there's a group of people back there talking behind them, you know, with the chatter. And then they go for a massage. A husband and wife are laying face down on the table and they're behind them. All these people are they're standing. They're laying down underneath, looking up at them, talking, <laughs> you know, and they're at a museum. And, you know, it's it's the chatter. It's the clutter. You know, the misinformation Mm-hmm. that we see online just absolutely blows us away. That's why we have to shut some of that out and focus on feed sources that for us are, and they're contrarian to one another, but we want to see every angle that we possibly can see before we present to somebody and say, hey, this is our opinion. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, the entire show, um, this these are based on our opinions. You know, These views that we're expressing are ours. They're not our broker-dealer, National Planning Corporation, uh, we are registered as registered investment advisors as well as under MPC, yep. uh, our broker-dealer. Um, and also, you should always consider that this is educational in nature and not intended as advice. So certainly you should consult with your qualified uh, financial, legal, or tax, or real estate professional before you take any action. And some of the things we'll talk about on the show and from time to time sound like you know it's forward-looking. Obviously, nobody has a crystal ball. Mm-hmm. You know, if we did, we've said this before, we uh, wouldn't be talking about it. We'd be living on our own island. Yes, we would. Or, or planet. in a mountain somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it, we, we love to, uh, to entertain and educate. And today's topic is no less enlightening. Correct. You know, and it's something we've heard now for our combined 
40 years, you know, people are asking about, you know, when can I retire? How can I retire? Am I going to have enough money to live on? You know, really what we're talking about here, Eric, is financial independence. Correct. And, and more often than not, I mean, I just heard it yesterday from a client who um, wants to retire, you know, in two years. And, you know, fortunately, we've been doing that planning for them, so it wasn't a big surprise. But how many times do we hear from prospects or just people in general, you know, I don't need to plan. I'm not going to retire for five years. In reality, if you start planning You're, now. Use a football analogy, right? You're in the red zone. That's right. This is where it becomes critical. Those last, and for those of you who are not uh, football enthusiasts like we are. Yes. Um, you know, you get into the red zone, it's the 20 yards close to your own team's end zone where you're going to, you're in scoring range. You're either going to most likely kick a field goal or get into the end zone, hopefully. Yes. And get a touchdown. So, you know, in that metaphor, you know, that you were bringing up, Eric, that's where you're at. Five years is where you should be looking. Now, again, the farther out you start looking, we're going to give you some points if you're in your 20s, if you're in 30s, in your 40s, if you're in your 50s. You know, if you're in your 60s, what if you're already retired? Mm -hmm. Your strategy, you know, the, the need to to have a plan, to have a strategy, to know your tactics, you know, to be re using the right tools, that doesn't ever stop or go away. It's just that your your game plan is changing. It's got to adapt to your circumstance the way you are today. Because take, for example, what about the people that are in retirement? And traditionally, you know, over how many decades, folks would, you know, change their portfolio so it would, you know, take less risk. So they move traditionally out of, that would mean that you typically are not, having as many uh, stocks in your portfolio, but you traditionally would move more into fixed income or what they call bonds. Now today, that's not working very well. Mm -hmm. Or, and you know, some of that is, you know, not because of the, the stock market itself, but it's because of the, what's the Fed, our federal government, the actions they've taken, you know, for the last five years, we've done what we've called quantitative easing. We've printed money, we've um, lowered the, the interest rate, from what the what the federal bank federal government leads to the banks, and then what ultimately we as a consumer take out from the bank, you know they do so, that. And the result to our listeners has been, you know, that's why you go to the bank. You go, why are interest rates? How come they're down so low? And how come they won't go up? Mm -hmm. What's it's directly tied to what the Fed rate is, and historically it's been about four and a half percent, and we're at a whopping under point two five. Correct. And they're they're afraid to even raise it a quarter percent, or what they call twenty five basis points because they're afraid of the implications that would have here sending us into a recession and what it could do to the global economy. Mm -hmm. This seems fragile. Correct. You know, in, in a, what Rick just mentioned, in a, in a low interest rate or a falling interest rate environment, it typically bodes pretty good for bond investors as a whole. Um, you know, they benefit from a falling interest rate. Well, it's the exact opposite when interest rates start to climb. Not every bond is going to get hit. Um, you know, every one of is different. And if you hold the actual bond itself from the corporation or the municipality or a treasury, you know, that acts differently. But the majority of investors, and specifically 401k investors, so that's almost all of you as listeners have probably a 401k or a 403b or deferred comp, or if you work for the government thrift savings plan, but you can't buy individual bonds in those plans. You have to buy bond, bond funds. funds. Which kind of like a teeter-totter. Remember that whipsaw effect, if you ever rode one of those, the farther you are out, you know, in maturity on a bond, the, the bigger the impact of the whipsaw. Also, as opposed to sitting in the middle, 
of that and it goes up and down. You don't really move that much. Now, it also has that same kind of effect when you're buying a bond fund because that whipsawing effect is coming from the fact that uh, the shares are trading every day even though the actual bonds aren't. Correct. You know, and so, you know, yeah, when the interest rates move, you're a, you're a bond fund holder, not a bond holder. Correct. And, you know, that, you know, in a rising, you know, make the short, the long story short, a rising interest rate environment doesn't typically bode well for bond hold, bond, you know, and investment you holders. we're at an all-time low. So, again, back to our narrative, you know, what is it that somebody who's in retirement, how do you create durable income, number one, and number, you know, that would be income that you're not going to outlive. Correct. So there's a, a lot of sources from that. We had a good show on that over the summer in mm -hmm. our financial planning segment, but we're going to touch on some of that today. And also the second part of that is, and I think what you were really alluding to, is when you picture that pie and all those different colors, you want a certain part of your pie to not act like a stock. That's right. You know, not to act like cash. And I would even dare say not to act like a bond. Mm-hmm. You know, so you need alternatives because those are probably actually, in our opinion, functioning better in that role than the traditional asset classes of stocks, bonds, and cash have. Mm -hmm. You know, alternatives can be a, a plethora of investments, you know, ranging from... And we'll get, we'll get into those into the show. There we go. You know, but, you know, looking again, we want to look today and talk about what the, what the formula looks like. You know, if you've got a game plan, I, you know, I think about uh, my wife and, and, and I just took a trip where we're big music fans. So one of the, the, the ones on our list was ACDC. We have never seen ACDC, you know. So a couple weeks ago, we went to Detroit, went to the Ford Stadium where the Detroit Lions play. And, uh, and we saw ACDC. Now, in order to chart that plan out, we, you know, months back, first of all, we bought our tickets early, like in the spring. We kind of look at our season and what's coming up and what we like. Uh, and I know you made a comment, so did Ryan in the office, as, wow, you guys are going to a lot of concerts. Well, we haven't been going all summer. That's right. It just all kind of at fell time. at the end. <laughs> and so we had to plan out, A, to buy those tickets back in the spring, to book a hotel that was literally about a mile. You just walk up one street, Brush Street, mm -hmm. to the stadium. And number three, uh, you know, we had to plan our chart on, you know, our chart our route on how we're going to get there. And that was, you were planning all that for basically one day. For one, one day. That's right. So an evening and then stay at the hotel, get up the next day. And then uh, we actually looked and we went over to Greenfield Village, which mm -hmm. is part of the Henry Ford uh, complex, which, by the way, if you haven't seen that, that's awesome. Great, great historical. Now we, did, we didn't even scratch the surface. We got to go back. But again, your, your point being, we did all that really for essentially a couple of days. And you're talking about, in this case with retirement planning, talk about the rest of your life you'd be talking 30 years right so and we see that a lot of people in our experience Eric, have, have possibly put more time in to a two-day trip or a yep. vacation than they do to that vacation that's going to last the rest of their life that's right and you know that's a frightening thing to a lot of people. You know, they don't want to think about retirement. Or they don't think they're getting to retirement. And it's going to come upon you a lot quicker than you think. So it's not Just too early to start planning. Never it is. Never it is. Start early, plan early, plan often. Yep. Uh, you know, there's going to be seven things here, basically, that we're going to talk about. You know, the first one is 
if you haven't built an overall financial game plan. Yep. The second one is turning your savings into various income streams, either now or in the future. The third one is maximizing Social Security. And if, even if you're not covered under this, you know, a loved one could be. And there's a lot of rules to this. Yep. The taxes, you know, reducing taxes, or I call it, you know, be the most tax efficient as you possibly can. Number five, we're going to show how to shield your savings from the skyrocketing cost of health care, long-term care, and that ever ominous inflation, Mm -hmm. the rise in the cost of living. The sixth step here is evaluating your your risk tolerance, not just now, but an ongoing monitoring of your risk. And the last one is updating your plan with your financial advisor. So again, if you haven't done one of those, or you haven't seen that in the last couple of years, we're seeing an awful lot of volatility in the market. And, you know, you've heard of this prudent way to withdraw. People are always asking, well, what can I draw out if I needed to? Well, that depends. That's the answer. It depends on what your portfolio is doing. You know, we have a lot of our clients in a, you know, dividend type of portfolio. So I say, even if we're getting volatility in the stocks, we've bought positions that we thought are going to do well over the long haul. Mm -hmm. So you're just, if you're getting income or if you're just trying to grow your portfolio, that's our philosophy right now. That's our opinion. Mm -hmm. And then we're using alternatives that can also play the role that stocks, bonds, and cash aren't. That's right. So, I mean, we'll talk about some of that on the, on today's show and get into this more in depth. Uh, But again, visit our website at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. Like us on uh, Facebook, Rick Saylor Financial. Mm-hmm. and uh, hook up with us on LinkedIn. There's a lot of things on, on the Twitter, if you're on Twitter, that we send uh, information out on. They can actually get a free subscription to our e-newsletter. Mm-hmm. There's and, a- and there's a lot of good stuff in there. We have a view every week, a commentary on the market. We have lots of good information, some of the sources we're pulling information from, the headlines, mm-hmm. and, the, uh, and then also kind of an overview of what's happened in the market. There's a recipe, there's a philosophical quote. I think one of the biggest things that our clients especially love is we we tell you, we break down the news, the the headlines you see in the news, and maybe sometimes you don't understand it because you can't understand the terminology, but we tell you what happened and then we break it down to you and what it actually means to you and how it affects you so you understand the implications of stuff. clear decisions. That's right. And I think also the, the big thing here is if you're traveling or if you can't be at home every Friday at this time, all of our shows are podcasted. So if you've got a smartphone or you have a tablet, you can always download those podcasts and you can listen to them at any point, anytime uh, during the day or during the week. So uh, in, the, in the next segment of the show, we're going to drill down on this. But I think the question really that I have to ask is how would it feel to generate an income to pay all of your living expenses for the rest of your life? Yep. You know, how would it feel if you could totally forget about work, forget about your boss, all the projects, the deadlines, the stress, and all the BS, and get right to it. Can you imagine that? I mean, can you imagine the power and the freedom that you would feel in doing that? Well, really what we're describing here is becoming financially independent. You know, looking at your, what they call your burn rate. Mm -hmm. You know, how long can you actually live, you know, comfortably and not run out of money, which is one of the biggest concerns. Well, get ready in the next segment because we're going to launch into this and help you declare your own financial independence. It's coming up next. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Amberg. 
of your life. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're going to go through probate. And without, well, don't worry about it. The government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away. That might not be any fun. You may need it. Or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate, and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing. If you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care and I took her through her money in the spend down into the veterans benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living and at the end of her life, two years later, was over 8,000. The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me, the premiums can never go up, and oh yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die, if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Well, Eric, you know, uh, the focus on how to achieve financial independence, I think, is the million-dollar question. It is. And what is, fi- and the, you know, what is financial independence? It's not the same thing to everybody. No, it's all unique. It's like a fingerprint. But I will say this to our listeners that spending the time, investing the time in looking at a personal financial plan and and charting that out can help you realize with a competent professional, you know, what that looks like. But we want to talk about, first of all, some of the, the attributes, first of all, the habits. You remember the, and I'm a huge reader, uh, you know, but one of my favorite books of all time is without a doubt, Stephen Covey's, you know, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm -hmm. So we're going to look at the the seven habits that can help you reach financial independence. And these are probably as much about the character traits as they are anything else. Yep. And what we kind of deem as financial independence, it typically means you having enough income to pay your living expenses for the rest of your life without having to work full time and doing what you love, whether that's traveling, spending time with grandkids, gardening, golfing, you know, that's our dream of financial independence. And we're trying to give you the habits to make your dream come true. And some people get this through a combination of things, or maybe if you're looking at one thing, it's, it's, you know, that's through saving and investing over many years, you know, some others yet, they build successful businesses that can generate income without daily supervision. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a number of ways, I would even say many ways to reach the financial independence, you know, and it's not just for the wealthy. 
You know, know, here's some wealth-generating habits that we're going to look at, Eric, that make financial dependence part of your future. How about that first one? I think this one is probably... It's golden to me. It is. The first one here is avoiding consumer debt. Now, Rick, when you say consumer debt, what that typically means is these are things that you buy on a consumer level, typically not a mortgage or a car, because those are two things we need basically on a daily basis. Maybe discretionary. Discretionary. So that would be- Impulse. Yeah, I would call impulse it impulse buying. buying. There you go. <laughs> so that typically comes down to credit cards. We're not saying credit cards are bad because they can actually do a you know, a, a wealth of good for you, but you got to know how to manage that credit card. And if you start accruing balances, that's where you get in trouble. So avoiding. Well, and here's another debt. one here. We, not that that typically comes across, but just good general advice. Payday loans and car loans are all examples of money generating machines for creditors. Now, you know, I look at this and it just uses this as a simple rule of thumb. People will say to us and have said over the years, well, why is a credit card so expensive? Why are the interest rates so high? Well, think about this. There's two types of debt out there. There's what they call collateralized debt, and then there's non-collateralized debt. Mm-hmm. So the example of that would be, okay, if you've got a house or a car loan, if you stop paying on that, what are they going to take away? Your house or your car. They're holding on to something. Mm-hmm. By contrast, when you have credit card debt, do you think when somebody defaults, they come and take all that stuff they bought? No. Nope. They don't. They just add that into their quote unquote cost of doing business and everybody that carries a balance then pays a higher balance. So instead of 16%, it goes to 17 or 18 mm-hmm. or 20. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand the type of debt you're, you have that you're going to be signing up for. And all that long disclaimer and disclosure stuff, that fine print, you better read better that. read it. That's right. You better know what you're signing up for because that's a legal contract. Yep. And if you ha- and if you have debt, you know, there's different ways of paying it off. Some people say we'll pay the highest balance first. Some people say pay the highest the card with the highest interest rate. Whatever you do, make sure it's a, a proven goal. Whether you're paying the small one off first because you can get that one off your shoulders or off your back, great. Or if it's paying the higher one down, just make sure you have a goal and make sure you stick to it. If you just start paying here and there. That's where the debt never gets rid of you. And here's a good general guideline. So, yeah, you, you start with the most expensive debt and you work your way down to the least expensive. You pay the bills on a regular monthly basis that don't, uh, I'm sorry, that do charge you interest if you carry a balance with them and you delay, if you have to make a choice, you delay the ones that don't charge you interest. on that. That's right. The second, the second one here one. is a really good one and I think is probably part of the American dream. And I would say you'd have heard keeping up with the Joneses. Well, we're going to say ignore the Joneses. And if your neighbor happens to be Jones, just understand we're really not addressing to that you to that specifically towards you personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we all know what that means. You know, it's, it's like one of these things. We live in a consumer-based society. It drives our economy. But, you know, sometimes, you know, I've noticed this, and I'm 54, mm-hmm. and I have noticed the sense of, 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 malcontent if i can mm-hmm. you know and i just i heard this quote the other day and i love it i'm going to paraphrase it because i know i'm going to mess it up because it comes from the dalai lama and it said you know most americans spend their lives you know sacrificing their health to build wealth and then they get to a point at retirement where they spend their money that they accumulated to repair their wealth and they have spent their entire life not being aware and not really being content, not being happy. I'll say this. Some of the best things in lives are free. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of what that song said. <laughs> you know, it's, 
are you really going to be that much happier, you know, if you have a bigger heart, uh, you know, house, you know, a McMansion, or you have a luxury car? You know, they all paint this picture that these people are happy. Yep. You know, and I'm going to tell you what, I, you know, there's just general guidelines. I won't go into debt for something that depreciates. Yep. You know, I own all the vehicles that, that I drive, and I have bought every one of them used. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I do my say. research. I know what's good. Now, I'm not saying don't buy a new car if that's your little reward. I'm just saying it makes me sick in my value system to go, you know, the ink hasn't even dried on the paper. I could not sell that vehicle once it's been titled for what I just bought it for. Nope. And mm-hmm. it bothers me. No, it's... You know. So, again, I would say turn off the TV sometimes and get out of the comp, get out of the rat race. Yep. Get be content. Out. Learn how to be content with what you got. That's exactly it. One of the third, the third habits here spending much less than you earn and this is probably a bigger issue um with you know general america in and of itself we we take on credit cards i mean this is direct direct evidence of our government we take on more debt or we open up more credit cards to pay off other credit cards you know we spend more than what we earn and you know the real key to financial independence is to spend less than you earn avoiding consumer debt and ignoring the joneses will get most of your way there so, you know, just because your neighbor or your brother or your family or your cousin or your aunt, whatever it might be, just bought something new, you know, and they're, leave, they're living, you know, beyond their means, that's right there will get you into trouble down the long haul. You might be able to get away with it here and there while you're working, but if you continue, it's a habit. And if you do it for so long, you're going to continue to do it. And if you do it through your working career when you had more income coming in, once you retire, your income stream is going to change and more than likely it's going to drop off for the majority of us. Um, and it's not because we're not doing things. We don't have the debt that we had before. But if you keep living on more and more than what you're actually taking in, at the end of the day, that's just a, that's a formula for failure because you're going to run out of money at some point. And, right. And here, this is behavior. We're looking at fundamental behavior patterns and habits because mm-hmm. you got to be careful. You know, that also that other saying that I love is be careful about what you think because it turns into words. And be careful what you say because it turns into actions and watch your actions because it becomes destiny. Yep. So when I think about this, one of the things that I think that it reminds me of is, you know, and also ignoring the Joneses is understand the difference between a want and a need. Yep. You know, I think when I really look at it, I have to have air. That's what we do. We need, I have to have water and food and food and shelter. Now, the level of to which that goes, again, you know, it's we will live longer, happier lives if we're living less stressfully. And one of the ways is number four. Yep. In your, and I would say this, spends much less than you earn. If you don't like that, then go get another job. Yep. Start a little side business or something where you're making extra money. Do it as a family. You know, but I think of this one, pay yourself first. So How many what? times have we heard that? First of the month, don't get to the end of the month and go, wow, I'm out again. I haven't you know? saved a penny. <laughs> Whatever that is, right. So you start at the beginning of the month and say, I'm just taking 10% or I'm taking 20% off the table. Mm-hmm. That's coming out. Now, one of the great ways that that happens is if your company happens to have a salary deferral plan known as a 401k or a 403b, a deferred comp, you're paying yourself first because it comes out before you ever see it. And isn't it amazing for the most of, of people that we've seen, that they adjust their lifestyles to what they have. 
That's right. Because and they and they don't miss it because it came out beforehand. They don't see it. You know, one of the the if you're having trouble with this, one of the biggest things and easiest things you can do is create a budget. If you haven't created a budget, that's probably the first the first issue. But if you have, look at it because once you get to retirement, you need a budget. You know, think about it. If you don't know if you can retire on this X amount of money and you want to retire in two years, well, let's just say for the next year, try to live on the budget that you've made for yourself in retirement. If you can do that, you're, there's a good chance you're going to be in good shape. If you're finding you're, you're running into issues because you can't live on your retirement budget, well, things are going to have to change. You either can't retire, you're going to have to change your lifestyle, which is why we don't retire to go backwards in living. We retire to enjoy the rest of our life. Well, I hope so. But, you know, unfortunately, if you don't, if you don't uh, plan for success, then, you, you, I mean, you're ultimately riding the future that you're most likely going to fail. Mm-hmm. So you've heard that, you know, if you fail to plan, you're planning to fail. That's correct. So here's another one. You know, buy income generating assets. What's that mean? Income generating assets. So think about it. If you bought a car, yes, it's an asset to you because you need to get here and there. Guess what? That car is not paying you back. You're not getting anything out of that car. It's not generating any income that you can live on. So an income generating asset could be a number of things, you know, from a stock that pays a dividend, from an annuity that pays you income, from bonds that pay coupons, from... How about investment properties? Investment property. Or collectibles. And I'm not big on collectibles, but I know a lot of people are. Correct. You know, things that generate income. Rental property, if you have tenants in there, they're paying you a monthly um, monthly rent fee. Monthly. Now, what, what would we contrast that to, just so folks see this? So, you know, we're not... I'm not... not I'm not ever going to be the first guy to buy anything. Mm-mm. First of all, I've been around the block a few times. So what I see is the first time that Apple rolls out that product, it's usually got kinks in it, and it's called field testing. Um, or let's say it another way. Let's let your consumers figure out what's wrong with it. And that's why you get these, you know, 101 fixes. Mm-hmm. You get these 8.0 whatever updates because it's fixing the things that are broken. So if you wait initially and let it be tested and let everybody else buy that, mm-hmm. you know, then it's, in my opinion, I mean, that's always worked well for me. I don't like dumping my money into things like electronic junk. Mm-hmm. Again, the latest, the greatest, and I rely heavily on you and all the, and my granddaughter, you know, people that are, you know, the younger folks that, that are more adept with these tools, but they're tools to me. Mm-hmm. And I know by contrast, my wife, Kim, plays we both got, uh, you know, Apple, what are they, 4.0s or? Apple 4s, I think. 4Ss or whatever. And it was newest and and greatest, latest at the time. Now, I'll stop using this when it's not as functional. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not working for me. Well, right now it is. As long as I keep it working, I'm going to use it because it doesn't cost me anymore. I don't have a contract. I don't have to have that latest gadget. Mm -hmm. You know, it pretty much does whatever I I want it to do. Yeah, When the day comes, you, you move on. So number six is, and I think this is just a mindset, yep. you know, keep investing. Now, one of the things that can make this fun, and I came across this years ago, uh, Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And it was a, it was a story between his, his biological father who had a job in the public sector, let's say he was a teacher, and he lived in debt. And his friend's dad who, who kind of was an adopted father to him who invested in real estate so they developed uh, robert kiyosaki and his cpa developed a game called cash flow 
And if you can think of it, I like to describe it as, as Monopoly, the game Monopoly on steroids. But there's two circles on the track. The first one on the inside circle, there's a bigger one on the outside. And the first one, which is called the Dream Track, the, the inside one is called the, the, the Rat Race. And so in order in the, in the scorekeeping components of this is to, you, you get a blind draw of what your vocation is and how much debt you have and everything else. And the goal is to bust out to where that your, your cash flow is greater than your expenses. Now, there's one or two ways to doing it. You can reduce debt. So every time you get a payday, you can pay your debt down. That's okay. That's a strategy. The other one, you know, is to invest and you invest your way out of it. So I'm not, I don't make money on you buying this game. And I think the game's either 50 or a hundred bucks. What I was amazed at is that is a young financial professional that I had a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this number six, keep investing. Why? It's, it's like a discipline. It's a pattern. It's a habit. You keep doing it. You, you dollar cost average to the markets. We don't know how to time it. I, we all know how to make money. Mm -hmm. You buy low and you sell high. Okay, now that's, key that's, is sticking that's, to that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me when it's high and tell me when it's low. When's yep. the lowest? Like right now, we're looking for a bottom to form. Well, we know smart people who lose a lot of money. Mm -hmm. But we know this is there is about last estimate was that half the money that's available in the marketplace is sitting on the sidelines. And I know it's been a volatile market, and I know that causes your stomach to go up and down. But for the most part, there are strategies that still could should keep you investing. You just change your strategy. If it's a side, if it's a bull market, the market's rising. Get in the grow the growth stocks. If you're if it's a falling market, a bear market, you get into defensive positions. Mm -hmm. If you look at the middle market where it's seesawing, which is kind of where we're at now. So there's different strategies for different markets. That's right. And the closer you get to retirement or when you're in retirement, you know, you have to keep evaluating your risk tolerance, making sure you're in line with where you need to be. So how about that last one? Last one here is be flexible. Now, what do we mean by being flexible? Number one, that's really about your your um, your spending, your expenses. In your retirement, we call it you're typically on a fixed income, whether that's through pension or a Social Security check or whatever it might be. But all your other, your investments that you've saved, be flexible. And in good years, yeah, you might be able to take a little bit more. When the market's not doing so well, maybe you want to hold on and keep some of that money in there while it's lower. But if you're not flexible, if you're spending every single penny that comes in the door, that's when it runs into trouble because you can't rigid. be flexible. Yeah. That's you're gonna, correct. You're going to make it difficult to adjust. So the other one I would say, Eve, is on savings. So, you know, and you have that big bonus. Don't spend it on your lifestyle today. You know, you get those, those occasional uh, windfalls. Put more of that back, you know, for yourself. So, again, that's flexibility both on the spending side and on the saving side, and you know what? It'll lead to a better quality, less stressful life if you're doing that. So, you know, we talk about if you're laid off, well, yeah, cut your expenses, you know, and obviously if you're laid off, you're going to save is less, but a penny saved, as Ben Franklin said, is a penny earned. Amen to that. Well, stay tuned because in the next part of the show, we're going to talk about seven numbers you need to know to vacation forever. And we're also going to tell you about our free giveaway. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense hosts, Rick Saylor and Eric Hamburg. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it. 
the joy it brings. Hey, have you heard about the new long-term care alternatives? Many of you may know how I managed my mother's care and I took her through her money in the spend down into the veterans benefits. My father was a two-time Korean War vet and right into the Medicaid. She started out at $2,700 a month in assisted living and at the end of her life two years later was over 8,000. The three concerns I hear the most about long-term care insurance protection is that it's expensive, the premiums are rising, and I may never use it. Well, why don't you try what I did? I bought a life insurance long-term care. They can't cancel me, the premiums can never go up, and oh yeah, I can spend that death benefit before I die, if I'm critically, chronically, or terminally ill. Be sure and ask your advisor today. Rick Sailor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. Hey, what about estate planning? An up-to-date will guarantees you're gonna go through probate and without, well, don't worry about it, the government will decide for you. The three enemies to an estate today are number one, the federal inheritance tax, two, probate, and number three, income tax. So your choices here are you can give all your money away, that might not be any fun, you may need it, or you can create a trust to hold those assets. And remember, you don't have to own the assets to enjoy the benefits. So a revocable living trust can help avoid the expenses and costly delays of probate and along with a living will, power of attorney, durable health care power of attorney. So be sure and ask about our attorney partners today for a free consultation. Rick Sailor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. Money is an awesome thing if you know how to handle it, the joy it brings. You're listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions Radio Show with your Straight Talk host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. Well, Eric, good topic today. That's right. How to achieve financial independence and looking at basically seven, you know, consolidating that into seven simple steps. Hey, let's, you want to repeat got, those seven? We've got a good giveaway. We do. I think it is because not everybody has the same issues or they have the same questions. So if we give once, you know, just one thing away, that it might only help a certain amount of people. We're feeling friendly today and we're feeling giving. I think. Well, how about, how about if we say, you know, you pick one of these seven. Yep. So let's just start at the top. I'll do that first one. So if you haven't built an overall financial game plan i.e. a financial plan, that's a $500 value. Go back over the summer session that we did and listen to that, and we'll give that to you. Mm -hmm. You've got to do, you got to fill in the blanks. We'll coach you along with that and help you figure that out so you can see what's broken. That's right. Second one here is turning your savings into various income streams. So if you don't understand how you're going to generate income in retirement, you know, we can do an income analysis for you to see what investments you, you might have or that you don't have or some that generate income or don't to help create this income stream that you're going to need in retirement through the rest of your life. Now, as fee-based planners, we normally change, charge is a base rate $500 for each one of these. Mm -hmm. Now, you get one of these free. You just pick one. Whatever ones that you feel that, that, that is most uh, present in your mind or heavy on your heart. Yep. Because we want to lighten the load there if we can and help you, you know, give you enlightenment to make better decisions about your money. Well, if you're covered under Social Security, there are a lot of options there. There's 81 options for couples. There's only nine for singles. <laughs> but in optimizing 
getting the most out of those options and it depends on a lot of factors we'll run analysis for you that will help shed some light uh, in a clearer picture of what is the right choice for your circumstance because you know in addition to those people well, where's the break even well i look at income retirement income off of that i look at spousal benefits and i look at survivor benefits there are actually over 3174 different break evens mm -hmm. depending on who dies first and what dies and when you chose it and i mean there's all these different things we're going to run the complexity of that analysis for you to help you better choose what the better options are for you and your spouse in your situation yep. the fourth step here this is taxes so Every one of us has to file some sort of tax return, whether it's a long return or a short form, whatever it might be. So we can hook you up with, um, you know, reducing, hopefully reducing or uh, make it say being more efficient with your taxes through a tax, a free tax planning. Maybe that's with one of our local CPAs. Um, but we can go through your taxes up to the last three years. See how you filed. If you made any mistakes, great. Or if you made any mistakes, we can help fix it, amend right. it. If you didn't. Because you got three. You look back now. Typically, what we've seen is that our partners, we don't do taxes. No. But uh, they either reduce your taxes or reduce your fee. Mm -hmm. That's typically what they experience. And who doesn't want that? I'll take both of them. There you go. Amen. <laughs> Put me in the, in the, double, uh, the double header there. You know, the fifth one here, shield your savings from the skyrocketing costs of health care, long-term care, and inflation. Now, this is a big one. This is a big one, and it's, uh, there's a lot involved in that. But you know there are certain strategies that can be deployed, and it, but you've got to be able to, to identify them to see if that's applicable to you because they don't, all strategies don't work for all people. You know, long-term care, as a baby boomer that's listening to the show today, and you would be born between, I'm just going to broaden this group for my demographic cycle. If you're born between 1932 and 1964, you're in the 92 million wave. And if you're not looking to this, you're just not awake. Mm -hmm. Because if you think that that train is not going to stop coming, there are 10,000 baby boomers a day turning 65 for the next 17 years. You know, the, the engine of the train, Eric, is 83 this year. People born in 1932. The caboose is 51. We're, we're just scratching the surface here and the peak users of healthcare. So long-term care, the system can't supply this. There's a lot of tools that are available. This will help identify the tools. And lastly, our old friend inflation. Yeah. You know, it, it just doesn't get any clearer than this when you think about it. Everybody remembers that. I hear people tell me, I remember when pop was a nickel. I remember when it was 20 cents. Well, now you're paying a dollar. Now, I personally don't drink pop. I think it's like pouring something that I don't want into my body, but that's why I save, it saves, takes up the room that I need for the good microbrews and fine wines and other things that I'm told are good for me. And so I tend to want to focus on that. But let's face it, inflation, cost of living, whatever you want to cost, call that, identify that as inflation seems a little tame now, you know, by, uh, by what they call the consumer price index, but that's minus food and fuel. And those have been all over the place. They've been volatile. But, you know, we got a plan for this, and we'll help you analyze that, identify the problem, mm -hmm. and maybe shed some light on the solutions. Yep. The sixth step here is evaluating your risk tolerance. So if you don't know, you know, what your portfolio is made up of, maybe you think you're a growth investor, but your portfolio is conservative, or maybe you, you're getting close to retirement and you – you should be in a conservative, or that's what you told your financial planner or advisor to put you conservative. 
but in reality, you could be in a more growth-oriented investment. We'll offer a free risk analysis, you know, on your portfolio. We'll show you what you have, what it's made up of, you know, what it can do in certain times. You know, if the Fed start decides to raise interest rates, you might think you're protected. In reality, you might not be. So, so again, you know, if you're evaluating that, and then you say, well, hey, traditionally you might want to use more bonds, but wait a minute, bonds are in a bubble, and when interest rates go up, how's it going to affect that? So maybe the traditional tools need to be looked at as well as we got to find out what your risk tolerance is. How much of that up and down that roller coaster feeling? Are you going to lose sleep at night because there are income sources, durable income? There are alternatives that will help you sleep at night, mm-hmm. you know, and help your financial advisor and not be stuck on the phone all the time saying, hey, maybe we need to look at something different here. You know, so very well said, I think, knowing your personal situation. Mm -hmm. The last one here is update your plan with your financial advisor. Now, if you don't have a financial advisor, we would love to help you with that. But again, I think first of all, it goes back to that first one. You have to have an overall financial game plan. If you don't have a target, how are you going to know if you achieved it? Yep. You know, now goals, I've, I've always been bewitched, I think earlier in my life, at a goal. I felt intimidated by it. Now, there's a great book I've read and a lot of mentors I've had. Brian Tracy wrote a book called, you know, The Final uh, Goal Setting Book. And I love that book. It was very practical. He said, you know, first of all, envision it. When you're setting something, really all a goal is is a dream with a deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and having a dream, identifying that dream and then giving it a deadline. Well, guess what? If I get to that point and I haven't achieved it, I just move it back. Mm-hmm. You know, and here's the other thing he, he coached me on that I recall. Don't set one that is so unrealistic that your subconscious dismisses it. Now, you know, when you're saying, hey, I want to do this and there's something in you. Listen to that. That self-talk that goes, oh, wait a minute. You know, but also challenge yourself. Don't set the bar so low that you go, oh, heck, I'm almost there. Mm-hmm. You're not challenging yourself. So I think, A, having a plan is really the goal-setting part, but having a financial plan is that other side that can test it. So, for example, when we do a financial plan, we're looking at your inflows and your outflows, which we're going to talk about a little more, with budgets, what you're spending. We're going to talk about, you know, put your input of your investment portfolio and what kind of returns it's getting and also taking into account withdrawals, your vision, values, and goals, your dreams. And we're going to test that in a financial plan against taxes, inflation, and volatility. And what does it test in the last 10,000 combinations in the last 30 years? So those are the type of things that, again, you're going to get. So all you got to do is ask for one. Yep, pick one of them. And the couple ways you can do it, you can shoot us an email. It's info at straighttalkcleardecisions.com. And you know what? We're going to post these. Let's post these seven items okay. on maybe LinkedIn, on Facebook. We'll send them out on Twitter mm-hmm. and offer them as, you know, you just pick one. Nope. Not going to cost you things. Completely complimentary. That's right. So let's jump in. We just got a few more minutes here, Eric, and I know we got a few things we want to cover. Seven numbers on how you can vacation forever. Yep. Well, that first one, expenses, we've talked about this, but you know what? You got to begin with the end in mind. Know where it is you're headed. That's right. Second one here is income. You know, obviously cash flow is all about income. 
make sure you've got a plan to generate income in retirement, whether that's through investments generating income or a part-time job maybe generating income, but have a plan to know where your income is coming from. And if it's all coming from one source and that one source goes out, that's not the goal. (laughs) You need income coming from different sources at different times. The more legs you have on a stool, if you can visualize that, the more stable it's most likely going to be. You know, taxes, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, it's about the net. That's right. It's the, it's the, it's the big number and the little number. Live on the little number. Yep. And, and proactively, not just go to, you know, go into a tax preparer, proactively anticipate and look at the mistakes you made before and change those mistakes so that you're keeping more of your money because the tax laws are written uh, in a way. And if you don't take the time or don't have a professional that's going to take the time to reduce that, and I think, you know, for, I, I see a difference in, in tax people. You know, some tax people don't, they want to be very conservative so they never have to go argue your case before the IRS. Mm-hmm. You know, I personally want to take advantage of everything I legally got coming to me. That's right. Fourth one here is health care costs. Rick mentioned this earlier. This is something that could be, I shouldn't say could be, it's, this is going to be going up in costs. The baby boom generation is here. They're here to stay. Um, so make sure you've taken into consideration health care costs, especially if you've retired before age 65 and you're part of the Medicare system. Uh, make sure you've got health care lined up you know, for those interim years before you hit age 65. Well, here's a big one, Social Security benefits. You know, I don't know if you know this, Eric, but if you retire overseas, you can still collect Social Security benefits that you earn while you were living in the United States as long as you had 40 quarters. Now, that's 10 years. Mm-hmm. So some people just need to go get that. You know, but there's other things to consider. You know, when you get the, the right amount of, of strategy and planning Social Security benefits and optimizing it, we call it, you know, getting the right benefit is the equivalent, we've heard, of getting a 1% return on your portfolio over a 30-year period, over your lifetime. That's huge. Mm-hmm because you're getting an income stream that you can't outlive. That's right. And I think that dovetails right into the next one. Yep, retirement savings goals. Again, you know, set that goal, start planning ahead so you know what that goal is. Like Rick said earlier, you know, if you don't know what that goal is, how do you know you're going to achieve it? Set that goal, constantly be looking at it and monitoring it so you know when you get there that, you, A, you've reached that goal. And I think the last one at the end of the line, and it's not the least, is probate fees. You know, make sure it doesn't take that much planning to make sure that your estate goes tax or less less fee based to the ones you love and not the ones that love your money. And sometimes that does involve what they call a revocable living trust. It just means when you pass, things don't go through probate. And I think it's just wise. Gives you some layer of protection, but I think mostly just from taxes and, you know, protects you from the attorneys. Mm-hmm. It's been a great show. So again, how to achieve financial independence and uh, look for us on Twitter. We're going to send those seven items out. Take advantage of one of those. They're complimentary. Well, Eric, a great show. You've been listening to the Straight Talk Clear Decisions radio show with your no-nonsense wealth management host, Rick Saylor. And Eric Hamburg. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.